All right. Hey, welcome to the ExoPod show. Jeff and Tori Masters. Well, hello there. It's good to be here. I already asked you if you flew in today, so I already know that information. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. But you guys are here for our big conference this mm-hmm. weekend. It's Super Bowl week. Sunday's mm-hmm. the Super Bowl, but Friday and Saturday is our Super Bowl. Yeah. It's Valentine's weekend. Valentine's is on Monday. It's also our anniversary. Oh. Yeah. Coming up on three years. I'm strategic. I planned uh, the wedding right around Valentine's Day because, you know, you hear about guys <laughs> struggling to remember things. Well, guess what, baby? I hacked the system. Mm-hmm. So on Monday, literally, 14th is your anniversary. It's the 16th. 16th. The 16th. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Perfect. Right cool. around there. So glad I got that right. <laughs> <laughs> what if you said it wrong, babe? Yeah. Well, we got engaged on the 17th, so we I get did. confused sometimes. There's a lot of dates right yeah. around there. So we met uh, last fall at the first Baptist Dallas mm-hmm. Exo yes. Conference. Y'all were amazing. You came in. Did your thing. Y'all were y'all were big personalities. Came around, did some some filming. What was that like for for you? It was an incredibly <clears throat> impactful event for us as a couple. I think that we originally came in really thinking that we were going to consume content to be able to deliver to our audience, but I feel like our marriage was so blessed by it. And I just remember, especially at the very end when we got to renew our vows, there were just tears mm-hmm. like flooding our face. And I remember leaving. And just being so filled with joy and hope for our future and so excited to share it with our audience as well. But I don't think we realized how much we needed it and what a refreshment it was for us. Yeah. I just want to go and apologize. If I get emotional in this at all, it's because <laughs> I'm incredible. And I know I'm, I just I just left a, a really big mastermind group meeting. Yeah. And some of the stuff that they were teaching was just incredibly heavy, but special mm-hmm. about being a good husband, being a good father and being a good man of God in your career and everything. And and so I, I'm carrying a lot of weight right now, but in a good way. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that stood out to me from the first time we went to the conference was it wasn't just the speakers, which by the way, wow, like, oh my gosh, it was the sidebar conversations. Mm -hmm. It was those moments where, you know, I feel like some of our best friends, they're our best friends because you're like, oh, you like that too? Or, oh, you went through that too? Mm -hmm. And it was just some of those conversations that you have with people that are uh, walking with you in a certain direction and they're they're arm in arm and marriage is tough, but it's so fruitful and it's so incredible Mm -hmm. to know that there's other people around that want to compare notes with you. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, I really was blessed by the sidebar conversations of just meeting people, hearing their stories yeah. and hearing how we can, you know, lift each other up. And, and a lot of people were speaking into our marriage. Yes. And so that was something that just like, it rocked me because, mm-hmm. you know, the, it, someone said in a quote recently, and I'm probably going to butcher it, but it was, um, gosh, had everything to do with like, whenever you learn something, it's not learning the information, it's actually practicing the information that you learned. Right. Yeah. And I feel like some of those conversations, they became so practical. Mm-hmm. And so as I walked away from that, I felt like I could apply things. Awesome. Yeah. Shout out to Jeff Bethke. Right? He's a, he's a friend. He's <laughs> yeah. uh, He's been on XO stage before. Aww. He's brilliant. Yeah. He was speaking Great really guy. high about you because I was talking to him about you and all that. And he was like, oh, yeah, I love those guys. Mm-hmm. And he, that's the only reason I was allowed to leave my mastermind group to come up here. Okay. Yeah. Aww. So he's like, I get it. I'm going to give you a pass because it's you. Yeah. I would send him a gift, but I don't know what shipping was like to Hawaii. My, yeah. Not yeah. It's a lot. But <laughs> yeah. Uh, he is great. Him and Alyssa both, they crank out so much content, good content they for families. Uh, I admire them from afar most of the time, but, but Jeff and I are, are mm-hmm. friends. But he's been a part of EXO a couple of times, and whenever he speaks, he speaks so fast. Mm. And there's so much information yeah. that for, I think, the younger crowd, they just soak it in. For the older crowd, they have a hard time keeping up, and but they mm-hmm. love it still. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so every time a book comes out, I, I take a snapshot of it and send it to him. And he gets a book out probably every month, it seems yeah. like. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's interesting wow. if he does like an ebook where or if he does like a, like a, like the, it's the reading, the audio book. There we go. Yeah. I wonder if he reads it because I can't imagine him reading his book to people and he's just saying 90 words a minute. But, um, one thing he does do really well now, I think he's caught on to what you're saying and he'll actually create small little mini breaks in mm-hmm. between the sessions to give you time to like absorb it, absorb Process. it. Yeah. Cause I think yeah. it was kind of a, a nice balance. It's good. He's got a lot of information. Well, it's different this time. Uh, as opposed to the one in the fall, is y'all be on stage a little bit this mm-hmm. time? Yeah, I'm talking. I know. I'm nervous. So I'm not fun. gonna lie. I get nervous about that stuff. I oh, feel like it's exciting. Come on, that'll yeah. be great. It's like a, it's, it's like an exciting nervousness. You're you know? talking to yeah. that many people all the time on your phone <laughs> and on your camera. You just don't tell. You don't see them. Yeah, it is it's the same so thing. different. We were recently uh, somewhere with a ton of people, and it was kind of cool for us because 
number one, we got to meet a lot of people that follow us in person. And it's always so nice getting to see people face to face and being like, oh, and we're staring at a camera. Like, we're not looking at you face to face. We don't know. But when we get to meet people in person, when we go back and we're recording, it's like, oh, I know that like Michelle is going to watch this. I know that Amber is going to watch this. Yeah. Yeah. It's like we could put a face to the to the name that shows up. Yeah. That's what our conference is really exposed to us which is we had a television show for many years people are watching the TV show yeah. and when you have that kind of one way communication YouTube right. gives you some comments and mm-hmm. some other things but television really doesn't yeah. we have these conferences people come from all over the country even this weekend we have 35 states represented we have oh people gosh. from the UK from Canada coming in oh, and, they're, and that's what the power of the digital media is now yes. but back in the day it was television you have these people that are watching you they're consuming you they love you and yeah. then you finally meet them and it kind of blows your mind if, it does. if you're not ready for it you're kind of like wow this mm-hmm. is this is real when i put this yeah. out there uh, people are enjoying it uh, your content's great i've i've gotten to know you a little bit on on youtube and on social uh, i enjoy Thank it you. i watched a video i want to talk about this with you so you just built a house mm-hmm. we did <laughs> and and I noticed on your last video you did a lot in the house. So we're remodeling the house right now. We talked about this. Mm-hmm. And you're living in it. <clears throat> no, we're not living okay. in it. There's no that's that would not be. Okay, possible. good. I'm like okay, that's <laughs> that's a good marriage investment in your tip marriage. Number one, yeah. maybe I, don't live inside of no, renovation. Don't do okay. That. <laughs> I, I I run a marriage ministry. My father's a marriage expert. Remodeling a house, building a house is one of the most stressful mm-hmm. things on a marriage. Yeah. There's not enough resource out there for couples to deal with it. Yeah. So I yeah. want to ask you guys straight up, mm-hmm. no lying. <laughs> uh, was it stressful at all to do that? Was, were the decisions that I'm in the middle of as stressful for you guys? I noticed you selected gold hardware. Yes. Uh, which is beautiful, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> so we are we have, we have gold hardware. Literally, last night we were at the house holding up different hardware. Uh, does this look like a yellow gold or a pink gold? Yeah. Mm-hmm. We need to make a decision <laughs> yeah. by like tonight. So right. we're, we're having these, these conversations. And it's that times 10, paint, uh-huh. cabinets. Slabs. Times like a so thousand. So many Lighting. things yeah. that you just never realize need a decision. And yet, for some reason, the smallest things are so difficult. So difficult. Yeah. Your house looks beautiful. So how did you go, how you. Did you get through that? You, give, you guys give me some marriage mm. advice right now. Well, it was definitely difficult. And there were seasons, yeah. especially financially, because this is our first home. And we were choosing to, for our first home, go a little bit like, you know, maybe a third or a second or third home. Yeah. And so there's a little bit of stress there. But with us, you know, currently trying to get pregnant and hoping to have several babies we're like well why don't we go ahead and get the dream home now and Grow so there's it. a yeah. there's a lot of financial pressure mm-hmm. but a quick little piece of advice that i think is really helpful is to have like systems in place that help you communicate better we're learning so much i mean we're only coming up on our third year of, ma- of marriage yeah but we take marriage super seriously because we we're business partners mm-hmm. <laughs> and so if we are disconnecting emotionally yeah we we have to show up at work and we can't work if we're disconnected. So we will squash things really quick because we have to. Mm -hmm. And so we're putting together different systems, whether we have family team meetings or you're discussing things like, okay, there's a, there's a a green, yellow and red type of um, like selection. Green means that she can make a decision without me at all. Yellow means I just want to approve it. And red means I want to be actively involved in this. And so then you kind of, you're setting your expectations for your decisions. Mm -hmm. And then you kind of see, okay, I see you value this a lot, but I also value this. And we both value this. So how do we communicate around this? But there was, I noticed a lot of arguments were happening around things that I didn't really care about or things she didn't really care about. But it was just like when you're inviting an opinion to us, uh, you're inviting someone's thoughts into a situation where they didn't really care about it in the first place. If we would have just communicated those things in the first place, oh my mm-hmm. word, it would save mm-hmm. so much time. Yeah. And I will say we got blessed in terms of, we have a very similar You're welcome. aesthetic. You're welcome. Like we actually really like very similar interior designs. Mm-hmm. I say I'm probably a little bit more on the lighter and brighter and he probably could go a little bit moodier. And so we meet in the middle Mm -hmm. and he got his own little man cave so so when does this come out oh when does this drop (laughs) next week okay okay well (laughs) he has a he has a secret situation that hasn't been discussed online yet yeah well hold on first off that's about the house that's not about About the house regarding me yeah (laughs) so (laughs) her and i have a a few secret rooms that we're going to (laughs) reveal okay and so like pull a um, lever and a door opens kind of, I can't share any, anything, oh, man. you know, we talked about this. <laughs> Listen, this is one of my love languages. 
anything like a hidden passageway, secret room. I tell Stephanie, I would totally geek out on that. You would love our house. I would have fireplaces that yeah. moved. That you should walk through. I would have you know bookcases. I would have Are all you kinds. Are going to try to do anything like that? I only have. I may or may not have a secret room where I keep certain things. Maybe. What kind of things? <laughs> well, we're in Texas, uh, yeah. So, yep. Yep, those kinds of things. Picking Torn out from Florida, down. so yeah. <laughs> Love it. But that, that is That's that is awesome. an important feature of any house that you know uh, you're building. You have to think through that way in the front of it. Mm-hmm. It's hard to retrofit certain things. That's cool. Yeah. So you have yeah. plenty of secret rooms, secret passages. It's yeah. a fun yeah. house. It's fun, and we live at home. We work at home. Mm-hmm. We wanted to make it a, a space that we our family so excited to just yeah. live inside of mm-hmm. and not want to leave all the time. So we yeah. purposely made some bedrooms a little bit smaller. So they're more encouraged to be in the living area. Yeah. But, um, I mean, I'm, I'm even, I'm just getting ready to take notes of different family events to have people over. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we had, I think <clears throat> we moved in and the day we moved in for the next two weeks, we had company, yeah. which was, I don't, not the day. It was a day after because we, we had a boundary there where we did the first night we were alone, but then every night reasons. after for 14 days, we had company cause we just happened to move in the week before Thanksgiving. Wow. So then all of my family came in. We had friends from California come so they in tested and out all your decisions right away. Mm-hmm. Immediately. Yeah. Immediately. We were like, okay, maybe, maybe we don't recommend like two weeks straight of company, yeah. but the, the house got tested and it was so inviting and so fun and comfortable, mm-hmm. which the rental we were in previously, if you had three people in it, it was crowded. But one of our, like what we feel like is a gifting is hospitality. Mm-hmm. And so we went through a, a big season where we didn't feel like we could walk in that. Mm-hmm. And so I think the coolest part of being in this home is being able to invite people in yeah. and it being so prayed over. And we actually, when it was in, what phase would you call it when just, it was just the wood. Yeah. Like the framing, the framing, mm-hmm. the yeah. framing. <laughs> there you the go. Um, yeah, that's <laughs> we were able carpenter. to go in and write scripture all over the framing. And we oh, actually cool. had yeah, all of cool. our community, like our send in prayers. And, yeah. and so we felt like it really is like a prayed over house. Like the mm-hmm. Holy spirit resides yeah. there, which is cool. By the way, quick question for you. Whenever you notice something on your wife that you maybe need to just do a quick little adjustment to, do you... What do you got to fix? There's a... There's this thing. (laughs) Oh, just do it. Yeah. Okay. I was just like, you know, it's like if someone has something in their teeth. Yes. I'm one of those, I'll tell you right away. Please. You know, and so, but some people just let you ride. Yeah. It's an odd... It depends on how much you know somebody, Mm -hmm. but if if y'all are watching this back some point Mm -hmm. and... She's like, why didn't you tell me? Uh-huh. Right, that out. Exactly. Then you feel better now. Mm-hmm. Yes. It, and it's it shows people that it's okay to do that. Always I, tell me. I would rather yes, unless it's something super embarrassing. Then we just need to stop down, and and, and let's, let's deal with it. You can be it. very discreet. <laughs> right. You know? Right. Yeah. yeah. No. There's there's certain you, things that you can't you can't just you know gloss out. over. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but you can do different tricks. Like you can do the whole sneeze trick. Like. Yep. <laughs> something in your teeth, you know, and you could do that one. <laughs> that, I'm just kidding. No, but I, I will pull someone aside. Just be like, hey, I want to tell you something. And then you just, hey, you got something, something in, your in your teeth. I just want to yeah. let you know. Well, tell me if I have something in my teeth, please. I'm not eating anything right now, but something could <laughs> we'll mysteriously you know. arrive. Okay. So I want to talk about something. This is interesting to me because this is a world that y'all live in that's fairly new. The, yeah. the, the industry of influencer, mm-hmm. having this audience base that supports you, that, that you love, that it's, uh, it's an idea that every day you're building content to support a community mm-hmm. that didn't exist 15, 20 years ago. Yeah. And now yeah. you're benefiting from it. So you, bu- you built a house that you're showing everybody. The world has access to certain mm-hmm. parts of your life. Yeah. The, the video I just watched, I think you woke up and showcasing, I'm waking up, mm-hmm. going to Pilates, mm-hmm. I'm in the car, and there's these moments where you're you're exposing more intimate sides of your life to, yeah. to couples. So speak to how that's how that plays out. I mean, first of all, why the why of it, but second mm-hmm. of all, how does that play out for you guys on a daily basis to get yeah. time <clears throat> off camera? Yeah. Boundaries. <laughs> yeah. Boundaries and you know, we do only post two videos a week. Yeah. And so if we say vlog that would be one day. Mm-hmm. And so there's several other days. And we actually aren't the best vloggers. We prefer to do a sit-down encouraging mm-hmm. video. That's really our heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but vlogging, obviously, if, if Tori and I run out of things to talk about, because obviously we're, you know, we don't know everything. And so vlogging is a chance for us to 
invite people into that life. And, mm-hmm. but there's a few things regarding how we go about our privacy yeah. is we don't share anything that we wouldn't share openly with you mm-hmm. or with them. Sure. We, you know, and so if there's anything that's like, um, a tier of, you know, where that's yeah. just not their information, then we don't, but we're also pretty open people. And In one general. of the biggest things that we, learned, well, hold on time out. So, <laughs> I love a timeout. <laughs> he said, we're open video, people. Timeout. In the Let's video, uh, you're in bed at some point. She walks <laughs> in and you're like in bed. And if somebody came in with a camera and I was in bed, I yeah. would be like, I'm going to sue you. <laughs> okay. But he knew we were vlogging. <laughs> no, I know. Yeah. But that's a, that's a, that's a very uh, you know, intimate moment. And, and yeah. so it's, it's fun. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's charming. It's something that allows us to know who you are. Mm-hmm. That's what, that's what. Yeah. You know, most yeah. people, they really want to know the real you, yeah. but that is vulnerable. So mm-hmm. is it something that mm-hmm. you feel like there's a, there's a line there, those boundaries, yeah. uh, where is it? Because mm-hmm. sometimes you kind of can get into a rhythm of, of having to talk about things that, you know, your audience wants to know, yeah. Yeah. but it might be more personal. It might feel a little bit mm-hmm. uh, encroaching upon some, some areas where that's not necessarily where you want to give up space. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, it really comes to discernment in the moment sometimes because there's topics we're very open about like even regarding you know trying to get pregnant which I feel like is a a very like close to the heart topic but for us we've been very open about it almost since like the beginning Mm -hmm. um and it's really cool because we have a very special type of community like truly we're very blessed with who our audience is I know a lot of other people in the industry that get a lot of hate and for us we get a lot of love and a lot of prayer and so for us we're like okay well let's invite people into the aspects of our life that we want to be supported in prayer um, because then it almost becomes like a group victory a group testimony because there's so many people like Mm -hmm. invested in these seasons of our lives that might be harder and I think being open about stuff that you're struggling with makes it so much more real to people because I think Mm. there's like this image sometimes that, you know, it's the highlight reel. We all talk about it. It's like, okay, well, social media is, you know, you go through and then you get stuck in comparison and like, oh, they're getting this. Why am I not getting this, et cetera. And so I think when you do open up about, yeah, it's, it's tough. Like there's seasons that it's hard to walk through and you're wondering why, but in that unknown where you don't know exactly what God is doing. Like you can praise him in the Mm -hmm. hallway. Like you can praise him during the test. And I think it just reminds people like, okay, well everyday life is not going to be a highlight reel. Mm -hmm. Like everyday life, you're going to face trials and tribulations, but we can praise him inside of it. And so I think opening up those parts of our lives, although it might be hard sometimes because when you open it up, you're opening up to questions and Mm -hmm. things that you're like, Oh, opinions, opinions." you know, maybe I don't always want that every second, but well, if if you don't, yeah, um, go ahead. I was going to say something. I just want to piggyback off something you said where I feel like the past three or four years we're shifting from a very curated mindset from audiences and just people uh, to a very just authentic, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. I think we're getting to an age of authenticity and of course, you can be authentic even just with this simple conversation. You don't have to show those super intimate moments like that to be authentic. Yeah. But I think it's just being real. I think that's what stood out to me so much just as a as a person and as an audience member of XO. Absolutely. Was those sidebar conversations yeah. where I've heard so much great teaching. I love it. It's cool. But sometimes what I need is someone sitting next to me and say, hey, I, I go through that too. Yeah, exactly. You know, and I think that there's so many people putting out so much content. Um, and when you think about where these people are like getting their lifestyle encouragement content, well, if they want tips on makeup, but what if we talked about that or Tori talked about that, but it also had to do with identity, Mm -hmm. you know, and there's different things that we weave in that are much more Mm faith-based and encouraging rather than conversations of, you know, just, Tinder and whatever else, you know, and so it's kind of definitely trying to occupy space, Mm -hmm. but there is a dance to it, you know, and a lot of it's touch and feel. The influencer world right now is the wild, wild west. You know, people are still trying to figure it out. It is. Shout out to uh, Salem and Andrew, who's in the room. Uh, (laughs) So there's some structure behind it. That's not just, it is the wild, wild west, but there's, there's, there's smarter systems in play now where people are trying to define the, the the kind of the ecosystem that you want to live in. Mm -hmm. That's important. I mean, in order to, have this be a five, 10 year plan. Mm-hmm. You kind of have to have 
you know, an overarching plan to, yeah. to, to manage all of that because it is chaotic. I mean, yeah. there's, there's, we've talked about the messages you receive. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of work that goes into managing a community, yeah. having those relationships. You kind of need somebody to help structure some of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there's groups out there doing a great job with that. Uh, but what is, what is the five, 10 year uh, plan? We're, we're, we're asking you guys to contribute content. Uh, I feel like y'all have a valuable perspective on life and on, on marriage and where you are. Is it more of, of that, of, of teaching, speaking, you know, driving things to a point of conclusion where you're, you're, you know, on a speaking tour or books, mm-hmm. or is it more just staying true to the authenticity of social media and YouTube and those sorts of things? Yes. All of it. <laughs> Amen, <laughs> brother. Preach it. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think that, um, it, it's funny how God works because I feel like every time we try to create a five or 10 year plan for me, at least I feel like God giggles a little bit because he's like, Oh, that's so cute. Um, because I feel like every five to 10 years of my life has been so vastly different than I thought it would have been, you know, five years prior, but in a, in a dream world, yes to all of those things. You know, we want to build a family. We want to continue building the community. We want to continue building out content that we feel like brings value and truly like helps people not walk through some of the stuff. Maybe we had to walk through the hard way. Mm -hmm. Like our why behind the channel has always been, we want to be the people that we wish we had you know, when we were a little bit younger mm-hmm. and didn't have as many wise people in our life. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to bring up a Wall Street Journal article that, that we um, found this week. It's a recent one. And it's on the screen behind you, behind me, in front of me. It's on both screens. We have two screens. Nice. This is it's incredible. right behind you. This is, Love the, it. this is technology at its finest. <laughs> Uh, but so this is an article that talks about there's a myth that if you get mm-hmm. married in your 20s that your chances of divorce skyrocket. Mm-hmm. The younger you get married, the harder it's going to be because your seasons change. You're too young to know. Mm-hmm. But this Wall Street Journal article said, and I didn't I actually did not realize this either. But there's a proposal season. Forty percent of all proposals happen between Thanksgiving and Valentine's Day. No wow. way! I didn't know that. I could see that. So when this, yeah, it makes, makes sense, sense now. Yeah, I got I proposed in November. I'm not going to talk about that. That was 25 <laughs> years ago. The, the, the season of proposals is happening, but they're saying in this, in this article, the studies show as long as you don't cohabitate before marriage. Yeah. In fact, if you don't cohabitate before marriage and you get married younger, your chance of success much higher. is much higher. Mm-hmm. So, so you guys reach, I think, a lot of younger people. Yeah. And, and that, that topic of cohabitation, mm-hmm. waiting for marriage, mm-hmm. feels a little bit it feels like a little bit of a rough conversation to have with a broad net. Of we love that. Conversation. We love it. We talk yeah, we about it all that. the time. But I feel like there has to be you know, standard bearers. There has to be people yeah. that are willing to stand up and say it, it, it makes a difference. Now there's yeah. a wall street journal article to support that. Isn't that, funny thing that, that we all know. And it's not like a Christian article, no, you know, it's, not. it's actually, what's so crazy is it's taking religion out of it completely where it's not like, Oh, it's a Christian practice to not cohabitate. Something that I always tell my girlfriends, um, who are thinking about it or talking about it, or I hear a sidebar conversation about it, et cetera. I'm like, do you want to be on an audition to be his wife? Because Mm. when you're living with him and giving him all the benefits of being a wife, then you're literally just auditioning for the part without the protection and commitment of being a wife in the covenant. Yeah. You know, there's no protection. There's, a door that you can freely walk out of. Mm -hmm. And so I think that it's, they're walking into it without all the information, Mm -hmm. you know, from a worldly perspective of, Oh, well you're going to save money, you know, or they'll, they'll make decisions not based on, I don't know. For me, it's like there's statistical facts where if you like want to have a thriving marriage, don't cohabitate first. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you look at the divorce rate, yeah, I think everybody freaks out about it. But if you remove people who got married without graduating from high school, if you remove people who, um, who a lot of people get, have several divorces, if you remove that, and then if you remove people who cohabitated, the divorce rate's extremely low. Mm-hmm. And it's just one of those things where it's actually, actually, no, people who are doing this are, mm-hmm. are being very successful. Yeah. And one of the plays I go when talking about cohabitation is just that like invest in in your relationship, invest in your marriage. Mm-hmm. And I always say that one of the reasons why we got engaged and married so fast is because we didn't live together. Mm-hmm. And so we were long distance for seven months. She moved to LA uh, to be in the same city as me. We got engaged the eighth month and then married five months later. So it took about a year. Mm-hmm. And it was one of those things where because we weren't living together and just 
playing house, we had deep conversations that, that really yeah. matter to the success of your marriage. You know, how do you feel about disciplining children? How do you feel about your generosity with the church? How do you feel about this, 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 mm-hmm. you know, how would you feel if I lost my job? You know, yeah. like deep questions and you get to really know the person cause you spend so much time just talking to them that you yeah. move faster. So then you can even get into a place where you're living with them even faster, but it's under the protection of the covenant. Right. It's a natural progression of a lot of people's relationships. It's, you know, you date, uh, there's some, some serious talk about moving in together yeah. mm-hmm. and then it's the, it's the test drive scenario yeah. uh, with the hope of getting married. But if a guy's, if you're living together and you're playing house, what's the rush? yeah, what's the rush? And, and there yeah. really isn't a, a significant. And then if you actually think about it, the, the, the pressure that people have to have a wedding mm-hmm. and the money that goes into it, the, the, I don't want to expose what y'all watch, but I'm watching a show that they just had a big wedding in England. Uh, <laughs> it was expensive. It looked very expensive, but it was a billionaire family. Uh, I'm not going to talk about what it was, <laughs> but you can figure it out. Uh, but anyway, I was thinking to myself, the, they had to sign a prenup beforehand, and then sh- the, the oh, wow. future wife was admitting that she had an affair right before they got married. Whoa. And I was thinking about all the money going to this stupid wedding. Yeah. And how, what a what an awful investment Waste. it is if you don't start right. Yeah. But people, the, the the wedding is the thing for most people. So even if they're living yeah. together, it's about the party. I don't, I don't really think they're even thinking mm-hmm. about the covenant side of, of no. marriage. Mm-hmm. They're just thinking, I want that moment. Mm-hmm. I want yeah. that moment where yeah. we both say I do, we say our yeah. vows. But that isn't really taken as seriously as it should yeah. be. And if you mm-hmm. if you look at the, the 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 longevity of a marriage that lasts, you're going to go through some seasons where. It's rough. It's tough. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, there is a growing trend of gray divorce, and it's mm-hmm. people who are uh, a little bit older in life. Yeah. Kids are out of the yeah. house, and their parents just fell out of love. Yeah. They, they don't have that, that yeah. desire anymore. It's a real thing. I have friends yeah. that have gone through that. There's, there's a lot of uh, 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 people out there, good people, but they just yeah. fall out of love because it's, it's a marathon. It's not a yeah. sprint. Yeah. The, the, the way you start right, or even just the way you start mm-hmm. makes makes so much difference in how you uh, last in your mm-hmm. marriage. Yeah. And you're right if you if you subtract out all of the uh, the, the environments of marriage that are, you know, the remarriage, uh, statistics, cohabitation, uh, stressors that come yeah. into marriage, you you can have a really good chance of success. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But people just don't think through a lot of that yeah. stuff. Yeah. Uh, on the front side of marriage, which affects all of it. But you guys hey. met. You'll have a very unique story. So you're in Florida. Well, I want to say something. You know, it's it's one flex to say you're a you're a model. It's another flex to say you're a model in London. I am not jealous very often, but that's pretty cool. My friends used to make fun of me because the whole international model thing. International male model. And thing. my friends yeah. just they would put me in their phone as that, and I just got oh. ragged on it for the longest time. I think I have your number. I am now going to put you <laughs> as yeah, international male model. Does that embarrass Bless. you? Are you? Are you, is that? That's, you should, that's something you should feel. I, I love it. I love getting ribbed. I love. I grew up with an older brother, and so yeah, I feel like guys in their love languages are a little bit different. Where it's like, if I'm making fun of you, I'm saying, "Hey, I love you." If I'm like, <laughs> I'm, I'm pushing your shoulder, it's like a hug. And yeah. I feel like guys, it's a little different sometimes. No, sarcasm is my love language. Yeah. So I. I didn't catch that. No. Hidden, <laughs> yeah, hidden doors. <laughs> hidden hidden rooms and houses. Sarcasm are equally yeah. uh, loves of mine. Incredible. Yeah, we, we grew up in a very sarcastic household, both mm-hmm. my wife and I both. And so That's there awesome. is a fine line mm-hmm. between sarcasm and mean. Yeah. <laughs> just, uh, the full on fight mode. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's, it's, it's something for, for me where if I'm joking with you, it means I love you. It means, mm-hmm. it means yeah. I want to, I, I want to build a friendship. Feel relationship. Close. Yeah. Yeah. But it, but it's, it is definitely a fine line. So, yes. but you were Miss Florida, mm-hmm. the, the, environment y'all both were in probably wasn't chock full of people that were encouraging you to absolutely not so so talk about the relationship (laughs) because you grew up uh, in a christian home yes you got saved in college college yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah. so all of that the spiritual component how you met talk about that a little bit you want to take this one (laughs) okay i'll go um we always tell the story slightly differently so it's it's funny which day you get it but we originally met i was actually watching my teen at the time. So we were at the Miss America's Outstanding Teen Pageant and all of the state representatives were there. So I was full gown, crown, sash, like the whole get up. And my friend Chloe comes walking up and I see her walking with like this super handsome, attractive guy. I'm like, who is she walking up with? And then I was walking next to that guy. 
So no, 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 he was the guy. Um, and he comes walk, walking up and he had come from Comic-Con. Oh, okay. It was at the same so, convention center in Orlando. Yeah. I was there for Comic-Con. So, and he ran into our friend, mutual friend, Chloe walks up and he looks at me and he's like, am I supposed to know who you are? Cause Whoops. I like have all the stuff on. And I was like, who is this? I guy? didn't mean it in a mean way. I meant it as in, <laughs> you look very important. Like I'm like, so, you know who are you like you, you have the crown the sash the gown everything and i'm here for comic-con like what's going on here yeah, yeah. and so it was a very Were you dressed up brief i was encounter. not okay no, <laughs> no I, but he did end up on stage that night yeah like hyping the crowd up or yeah. something yeah. um but anyway it's very brief encounter we ended up becoming facebook friends and Chad likes to say that I slid into the DMs. She but 100% slid into the DMs. I feel like this was before that was a thing. You slid but, into my direct messages. Okay. Well, he had posted a caption that was talking about how the travel life is not as glamorous as everyone makes it out to be. And at the time, I was traveling about 5,000 miles a month in my car most of the time by myself. And wow. I'm like, this is not glamorous. It's just not what everyone thinks it is. They think it's crowns and sash and these amazing events all the time. But like the majority of my life was spent in my car, reevaluating my life Mm -hmm. every day, you know? And, um, I wrote back to him and I was like, Hey, your caption really resonated. He went on to say that he had started this, um, small group models for Christ in Miami. So we met in Orlando, but we were both actually living in Miami at the time. And I said, can you tell me more about this group? I have no friends in Miami at all. Like I was living with my director. It was pageant stuff, 24 seven, getting ready for Miss America stuff. And, um, he was like, Oh, I have so much to say. We should just grab coffee. You know how that works as a believer. Yep. That's like, you ready? (laughs) You know, the the first, the first coffee date. But in my head, I I don't know what it was. I was not thinking it was a date, but believe me, as soon as I walked to this little breakfast spot, I was like, Oh, this is like, this is a date. Okay. Was he dressed up? Was he looking I mean, well, it, was I was my, it was like I was South Miami Beach, oh, okay. so it was Miami. like casual. So I was wearing a Speedo. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> no, I was trying Calc to win her over. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we, we had breakfast, which ended up, we went to the beach, and then we had Cuban coffee, and then we had dinner. So it ended up being like a whole day affair. And then unfortunately... A couple weeks later, we went on two or three dates. It's like cue the sad music for me right now. So when the camera zooms in, it's just me looking down and there's leaves falling. It's just sad music <laughs> while she's voicing this. Part. Say it in Spanish because you're you're learning Spanish. Oh. Yo soy sad. <laughs> <laughs> um. And so I was not in a good season of my life at all. My parents were currently going through a divorce. My brother was really sick at the time. I had just kind of gotten out of a toxic relationship that I still kind of had that soul tie to and was not, I just wasn't in a very healthy place. And so I might've friend zoned Chad. Um, Darkness, my old friend. (laughs) (laughs) And looking back, we're always like so sad. We didn't start dating like back then, but I do believe like God's timing is the best timing. Like Mm -hmm. I had so much growing up in the Lord to do. And I think talk about starting strong. I don't think we would have started strong yeah. if we had dated then. That's a tough season. That's, yeah. that's hard. Mm-hmm. It was it was just a it was a lot. Yeah. It was a tough season for me. And what was so crazy was everyone on the outside, because I was Miss Florida at the time, just thought I had my life so together and everything mm-hmm. was perfect and everything was great. But internally everything was falling apart. Mm-hmm. So I was having to, you know, wear something on the outside and then internally deal with a bunch of stuff. And so we actually ended up dating other people. We stayed friends for years. And mm. then we actually lived in London at the same time. So when oh, he wow. was living there modeling. London's a cool city. It is. It is yeah. cool. It'll be beautiful when it's finished. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We talked about Japan earlier, but my favorite place too in the world is Scotland and that yeah. area. There's something about yes. all that UK region that's yes. pretty amazing. I went to the Open in Scotland. Oh my gosh. It was beautiful. I'm so jealous. Very of, rainy. I'm jealous. I didn't go there. And that cold. <laughs> it so is. Nobody realizes very how. Very rainy and cold, yeah. How it's, the, the weather's not pleasant. The food's not pleasant, but for some yes. reason it's magical. It you know, is. It, it, if I had have been dressed better, I think. I would have enjoyed it more, but mm-hmm. I did not dress appropriately. That's like the most classic response ever for you right now. If I, know. I would have been dressed better for this. <laughs> I know. I would have enjoyed it well, more. Well, when you're really cold, you know, mm-hmm. if I just had a better coat, I feel like I would have enjoyed it more. You know, um, after we record this with you, she's going to go shopping for EXO Marriage Conference. Uh-huh. Yeah, 100%. And so she's really going to enjoy the conference now. Because <laughs> I'll be dressed be, appropriately. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um, but anyways, long story short, 
we were just friends when we were both living in London. I felt like there was all of these little things where God was like, hello, you two. I would also love to say this real quick. While we were friends, we had so much respect for each other. We did. Like I, I genuinely thought she was just a true gem. I didn't take the whole friend zone thing too personally, even though like obviously it hurts your pride, but like. I, I thought she was an incredible person and I, I hope that she felt the same because we, we mm-hmm. stayed in contact, not yeah. like texting all the time, not but, inappropriately, but like but a yeah. really healthy respect for this person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so when we met up for London, for London, when we met up in London, it was just like super casual. I had another girl with me and I even remember like leaving and she was like, so wait, why are you two not together? Like there was just always that. She did say something else too. She did, but that's you maybe share not that? appropriate. <laughs> oh, this is this is a PG thirteen slash PG thirteen plus show, so you can say whatever you want to say. Yeah. She was just like, I know this is weird, but I just felt like y'all wanted to touch each other the whole time, and no. I was like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> Nothing's changed. <laughs> okay, well that's good. <laughs> she was like, I just the chemistry was real, and now I'm blushing. Um, but anyways, this story is very long. Um. Fast forward another year (laughs) and he finally, not finally, but he broke up with his girlfriend and we met up. We started talking again. Mm -hmm. And now this time I realized he wasn't ready. Are you familiar with that Kevin Hart special when he's like, I wasn't ready, Mm -hmm. but he wants to be. Mm -hmm. Uh That was me. Yeah. So yeah, we've been there. Yeah. And so he didn't like want to admit that he wasn't ready yet. But I didn't have the peace about it yet. And so when I was praying, the Lord was like, love is a friendship set ablaze. Focus on y'all's friendship. Mm. I was like, oh, this is annoying because so I really like him. she gives me the him. call and she's like, I'm, I'm living in New York at the time. And she, are you back still Tampa, in Florida? Yeah, in Tampa. Yeah. And she's like, by the way, like, we can just be friends. And I'm like, not again. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm like, I can't believe this is happening again. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. She was so right. I was not ready. I had yeah. not healed. Um, I had so, and like, honestly. So how, how old were you both <clears throat> at this time? 26. Yeah. I think I was 26. So I was 24. We, yeah. Tw- 23, 24. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I was getting counseling mm-hmm. and getting ready to move to actually go to seminary in California. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I really did need to heal. And so honestly, I just commend her so much because she, and this is one of the most special things about her. And one of the most special things about marriage in general is whenever someone cares more about your relationship with God than they care about your relationship with them. And she said, it's more important for you to connect with God than it is with me. And I'm willing to not pursue a relationship with you because you need to spend time with the Lord. Mm-hmm. And to me, that that said mountains. That said absolutely mountains that, you know, were in previous relationships, it was always, I'm changing myself from what God wants for me to fit into the narrative that this person wants for me. And instead, she's like saying, I'm going to change. She's like, I'm going to change my narrative of what I want for myself to make sure I encourage him in the narrative God has written for him mm, since good. the beginning. It's so. good. Very good. Yeah. You crushed it. Y'all were deep. Y'all were really deep. <laughs> that time. Yeah, it's, it was hard. I, I mean, I was heartbroken and I was seeking and I'm like, Lord, what am I supposed to do? And I was asking all the questions and I don't, I don't want to say I missed that time, but it was probably the time I felt the closest to God is mm-hmm. in my deepest state yeah. where I was just Makes hurting sense. and yeah. and then um, moved to California and a few months later I really started to feel like myself and then there's redemption baby because I conned her into going on a <laughs> oh, date con. literally okay. conned me the bait and switch uh-huh fool, well, what's that what's that phrase fool me once shame on you fool me twice shame on me yep I don't know <laughs> what the third one is but I won <laughs> I won he starts calling again I was like oh hey like what's up because we up? were just friends at that point like it had been a couple months and let me back. I knew what that healing process looked like because I had to go through it. And that was why I recognized like you haven't gone through this process yet. Mm-hmm. And I think that you need to go through it. Mm-hmm. So when he started calling, I was like, oh, I can tell he's like, he's, he's done some work with, with so Jesus. Were you plugged into a, to a church at that point? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I was a huge part of a, a Tampa church, a, t- a Tampa church, a church in mm-hmm. Tampa. Um, and had some amazing people around me. Mm. My mentor is an absolutely incredible, um, but he called and he's like, hey, I'm going to be in your neck of the woods for my old pastor in Miami's wedding. Um, really cool redemption story, what the Lord did there. And he was like, it's really casual, a daytime wedding. Um, would love to like just go together like because I don't want to go by myself. And I was like, well, I don't really have anything going on. Like, yeah, I could do that. 
really truly thinking so casual yeah do you want to tell them where it was babe? yeah it was about four hours south and that's not my neck of the woods yeah but hey so i was, it was in a road trip it was in Miami. Oh, in Miami. And uh-huh. she was in Tampa. Uh-huh. But I was living in LA. And so that's her neck of the woods. I mean, it's, you know, 3,000 miles away. Mm-hmm. And so shout out to Greg Howard and Gabby Howard for planning the wedding that would help us reconnect. Also, oh. keep in mind, it was his dad's birthday. There there was a whole thing where I stayed with his family for the weekend because it was getting us closer to Is Miami. Is this part of your plan? Did you, put, did you map it all out? Did you have? Listen, <laughs> I don't look like much, but I think a lot. Okay. Uh huh. And I can see the wheels <laughs> turning in your head. Thinking. Yeah, I I do need to rotate them every once in a while. Oh my goodness. But a hundred percent, I was, I think we were finally in both healthy places, and I just wasn't gonna miss it, you know, because I knew the value that of of her, and I was just you know like, as as you get older, you start to weed out things that you thought was more important. I heard this great. Um, like panel speech thing from Rich Wilkerson and there's a, mm-hmm. a, several other people in the panel but he said something so profound and he said actually a lot of things but one of the things was that what keeps you at 25 and 30 won't keep you at 55 and 60 mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so for me I after previous relationships I learned so much because honestly like I'm a relationship type of guy I wanted to be married mm-hmm. I don't know if every guy feels like that but I was really excited to mm-hmm. even to the point where I idolized marriage and some of my friends in California had to headbutt me a little bit to get me out of that. But I was so excited for it. I took it seriously. Yeah. And I was like, wow, I'm going to start seeking things that are healthy inside of people. And then I just mm-hmm. keep going back to her, keep going back to her. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, like this is why am I going to entertain anything else when she's right there? And so, yeah, I put together a plan. Well, guys, the pursuit is a big part of the is big part of everybody's love story. I mean, typically yeah. there's a pursuit mode. It's a gear that you flip into. You, you go, mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm ready. Yeah. I'm ready to pursue hard. Yeah. I'm ready to pursue fast. And once you get into that mode, once guys get into that mode, as long as she's not putting up roadblocks, yeah, it, it kind of works, you know, in your favor because women like sometimes be pursued. Yeah, totally. I know it's 2022. I guess a woman could pursue a man. I don't know. But in my world, uh, the same thing happened. I started pursuing Stephanie. There's, there is something to this, this law of pursuit that we yeah. talk about at XO, where whenever you're pursuing one another mm-hmm. before marriage, it, it, it works. And yeah. then you get married and you stop pursuing. Yeah. That moment of, of pursuit stops. So mm-hmm. it sounds like mm-hmm. you were on full in pursuit mode, bro. And I think one of the, my favorite things about Tori is that in similar or in different relationships, I had to really, my pursuit required me earning someone's love. But my pursuit of Tori led me to find out that she gave her love freely to me. And I I could, I didn't have to feel like I was constantly under pressure to entertain her or to, I'm afraid I'm gonna lose her. She she gave it to me freely regarding just like her, her love and acceptance of me and all my you know, golf bag of issues. And that was probably my favorite part is that I, it was like, you know, the whole idea of operating from love versus for love. And so I get the same outcome of honoring her with the best of my ability. I love that I get to do that, but I do it from knowing that she already accepts me. Mm -hmm. She already loves me just the same way Christ loves me. But now that propels me into wanting to do so much more for her and honor her and respect her. It's like my favorite part because I didn't realize how I was in the rat race before. Mm-hmm. It's like the sunk cost fallacy where people will just stay in a relationship that they know is unhealthy just because, oh, well, we've put in like two or three good years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's like, true. no, that's not it. Because do you want to set yourself up? I mean, I have a bunch of friends who are just like, I would rather be single and happy than together and miserable. Totally. Because relationships take, I mean, that's why I think marriage is such a protection. Mm-hmm. Like the covenant is such a protection because it is so difficult, but yeah. it's so edifying, such a glorifying and sanctifying process mm-hmm. that you need the fruit and the benefits of marriage in yeah. order for it to succeed. Mark, yeah. that's a good, that's a good, uh, I mean, we're going to pull out on YouTube. It preaches. Mm-hmm. Good job. Yeah. That was awesome. <laughs> I get job, jacked man. up when you talk yeah. about love. <laughs> hey, get on stage this weekend and you guys talk like that and everyone's going to be, they're just going to be putting your hands. You're going to be great. Yeah. I'm going to be like, so love, I love, I just, I just. Okay. Last thing I want to talk about. So this is a passion that I'm in right now. So crypto. Yeah. And wine is talk something I'm, I'm, I'm working on. He'll talk crypto. Uh, I'll talk so I'm, I, I mentioned this to y'all last time. I'm working on a wine company idea. Uh, wine for couples. Right. So date night bottles, so uh, anniversary bottles, something like that. 
I'm also working on how to infuse NFTs into wine. So this is a project oh, I'm interesting. working on. But and you are another level. Well, like the ideas are there. Mm-hmm. The execution of it, you know, that's 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 a that's a rabbit trail. <laughs> that's where sometimes. Eric is. I don't know where he's at anymore, but yeah. we need Eric to Dan. <laughs> so th- this is something. So at XO, we're trying to create environments where couples can come together, right? So yeah. we, not just the conferences, but anytime where we we just started XO Fitness, so couples yeah. can work mm-hmm. out together. It's fun. Most of my friends, believers, are enjoy wine, champagne, that kind of thing, especially yeah. around special occasions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I just believe it's another opportunity, and it's. I'm sorry. If you read your Bible, there's, there's a, a ton of wine, wine in the there. Bible. Yeah. <laughs> the so it's, it's there's no there's no uh, there's no spiritual side of it that I feel that, that should have a conviction to it unless you have a problem. So with 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 the wine idea, it's about when a, if you guys are celebrating your anniversary on the 16th of February, yes. mm-hmm. that you'd have a bottle that not only just is is a great bottle of wine, but something that actually speaks more to the covenant. Yeah. Remembering the covenant, uh, mm-hmm. building a relationship around a bottle of wine. Or a bottle of champagne. So working on that and then NFT side of it, there's so many new things out there with crypto, blockchain technology, yeah. NFT. Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody on our staff earlier said, are you talking about those those monkey uh, gifts? The apes? The apes. So I don't know. The board I, board apes. Apes. Okay, yeah. I know what it is. But, but, but this person who will right remain now. unnamed uh, didn't, didn't. I'm looking over here to see who it is right now. Is it, <laughs> it's you? Oh yeah. my gosh, I love it. Amazing. Because and I had a, I, I promise this is one of those situations. <laughs> Stephanie, I've been married for almost twenty four years. I could tell she was so bored. I was trying to explain NFTs to her uh-huh. uh, last night, and it's just it's a very difficult conversation yeah. to start from the very beginning of why NFTs. Yeah. Why Eminem spent, you know, so much money on a, a board a yacht club, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, GIF, GIF, NFT, whatever. But it's real. There's uh-huh. billions of dollars going into that, mm-hmm. to the metaverse, to everything. So the the idea of crypto, NFT, even in y'all's world, even in talking about it, dealing with it, it it's part of the vernacular. How are you? I want to know your strategy. I want to know if you're in the game, and I want to know if, uh, if you believe in it. <clears throat> I absolutely believe in it. And for those who don't know, an NFT is a non-fungible token, which in the most basic sense is, and correct me if I'm wrong, it's a digital asset. It is. It's a digital it's a, asset. It's a unique identifier on the blockchain that nobody can replicate. Yeah. And so yeah. it's like, imagine there's the Mona Lisa at the Orve in, in France, you know, but there's there's that one, right? And so imagine you can only have one of those in the metaverse. But I know people joking like, okay, you could just take a picture of it. But it's a real thing where people are building into the metaverse where mm-hmm. there's digital assets and, and worlds and, and neighborhoods and homes and, and stuff. And it's, I feel so right. Churches it's there? so early. I hope they're, Oh, what'd you say? Is there churches? Are there churches there? There are life church. Uh, of Craig, course, Craig Greg. Rochelle. Of course. No way. Can, oh my word. Craig Rochelle, you can go to the life church metaverse campus. That's Amazing. incredible. Yeah, that's cool. So we're not in NFTs yet. I just got the app where I could start to look into different comic book ones and, we have been, honestly, we invest all of our money back into ourselves right now. Mm-hmm. Um, we're, we're hoping that that'll compound a little faster than, mm-hmm. you know, but we do own uh, some crypto. Yeah. I'm, I'm all about it. I think it's awesome. Um, I don't fully understand everything regarding it, regarding like how Ethereum is more of like the, it's like a system that like a Bitcoin or something would run on, I guess. Do you know? Yeah, no, the, well, Bitcoin, the blockchain technology is Bitcoin, and then Ethereum launched theirs. I'm going to get real, real far outside of my ski, over my skis pretty quick. <laughs> Where's the wine? <laughs> the wine. Okay, so, well, first of all, uh, I sent an article to Maggie. She, she may can pull it up. Uh, the very first homes, physical home sales happening uh, in in uh, NFTs. So mm-hmm. you, this, this oh, NFT wow. is assigned to a physical house that if you buy that NFT, you own this house. So it's moving from a digital space into a physical space. There are wine companies out there where you can buy an NFT that's assigned to a physical bottle of rare wine in a cellar. Right now, the one I saw is in London and and you can resell it. That's the, that's the beautiful thing of it is that, you know, I think in the, in the marketplace, there's a great podcast. If you're in the crypto space or not, a great place to start is called bankless. It's a podcast. There's a, there's a Substack site on it. And these guys talk about it's called bankless because they are literally trying to destroy the old world bank guard and try to start a, decentralization. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah. try to start a new uh, pathway system, for people yeah. to not have to have rely on a bank. Yeah, meaning because just like what's happened in, in current events, if you're tied to a if you're tied to a governmental currency 
and that government wants to do anything with that, yeah. yep. then you're at the you're at the whim and mercy, mercy of that government. Yeah. But if you have something that's independent of that and you can trade it, mm-hmm. then then you take them out of the equation. Yeah, the banks hate this because mm-hmm. they they make so much money off yeah. of it. Yeah, uh, but there's there's an opportunity for um, there's an opportunity for us as human beings, people of the world, yeah. to create a commerce system that's not based upon governmental yeah. exchange rates yeah. and those sorts of things. And the and there are, I mean, I'm I, I'm what you call a conspiracy therapist. Where I help people to understand <laughs> conspiracies, and I do believe that there's movement actu- absolutely to stop crypto. Just like you know, who killed the electric car back then, and I think there's a lot of movement against it. Um, and so I'm super interested in this space because I feel like it has so much momentum. It does. Mm-hmm. And yeah. right, I mean, of course, things pulled back the past few months, but pullbacks happen when you look at the spectrum of whenever we bought into ETH, we could lose a lot and still win in ETH. And so it's kind of like looking at the, the greater picture, mm-hmm. um, especially with Bitcoins and stuff. But Yeah, you, it, it intimidates most people. They think about it and they think, I don't know. And they, and they hear news headlines of it going down in value. Bitcoin yeah. was at its high back in the yeah. later part yeah. of 2021. Now it's the lowest 40. point. Yeah, it was 37 not too long ago. Now it's up to 40 something. Mm-hmm. But if you don't have the stomach for it, then it's going to be hard, yeah. especially if you're an older <clears throat> investor and you don't have the stomach for it. Yeah. But if uh, if you do and you can get in and you have if mm-hmm. you have just a, a minor understanding of how and what to buy, yeah. Coinbase makes it easy just to buy yeah. some stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is a, it is the future, I believe. Still, yeah. a lot of young people believe the same yeah. thing. I think this yeah. can be a great encouragement for people. I don't know if there's any guys or girls out there that are like me, where I'm traditionally a late adopter. So if you see like the product life cycle, mm-hmm. at the beginning are the innovators, then there's the early adopters, then there's the early majority, then there's the late majority, and then there's the stragglers. Yep. I'm a late majority guy, which means that if a haircut's cool, like three years later, I'm like, this is the nicest haircut <laughs> I've ever seen in my life. Why don't you all have this? Right. And so I made a commitment. And then you're making fun of everybody that has it three years later. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I made a commitment once we got married that I no longer want to be the guy that just plays from behind. I, I want to I want to make good decisions. I want to make early decisions. Mm-hmm. I want to I want to try to be an early majority, if not an early adopter. And so but the risk is so high. You've got to have the stomach, and you've got to yeah. have the yeah. ability to do all that math and mm-hmm. take a chance when nobody else is willing to do it. Yeah, yeah. And takes guts. But it it calls you it calls you out to excellence. Mm-hmm. You know, it calls you out to pursue something and to look into something that is like wow. I want to provide, protect, and build generations for my family, and I don't just want to like just get by with the, the government tells me how to play the game. And so, of course, there's dangers to everything. But whenever we take a step back, and by the way, I'm not giving financial advice here. I'm not a financial advisor, but I just want people to feel freedom to act um, because I felt so paralyzed to make decisions in my life because I was afraid of losing, mm-hmm. and in that area, I lost. Cause I was only getting by. It's like, it's like never spending time with the Lord, but you're a Christian. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, well you believe Christ died for your sins, but are you intimately connecting with God? Yeah. Did you, did you just spend time in prayer and he just revealed something to you? Like, are you, are you, do you feel alive mm-hmm. and free in him? And so I think for me regarding the crypto NFTs or deciding to build a house, whatever you do, not feeling the shackles of limitations regarding financial resources on you. Cause that's a mm-hmm. big one. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a yes. huge one that people yeah. act in. I remember Tori and I are trying to get pregnant as we heard, as we shared earlier, it's taking longer than what we thought. And we appreciate everyone's prayers in that. And we have some stuff that we're um, like, we're, we're, we're trying our best to stay hopeful and positive. But for me as a teenager, I was thinking about how many kids do I want? And I had, I wanted two and I knew their names already. But now I've changed a bit since I got married. I realized that there's two people to decide on this. But then when Tori and I got together, it was like, okay, well, two kids. And then, oh, three. And then like, oh, four. But now I'm getting to a place where like, I would just love to have as many kids as God would call me to have. Yeah. And, but I was making a decision, whether it's one, two, three, whatever it may be, mm-hmm. off of my own ability off of my own limitations. And I don't want to live underneath that because I serve a God that's powerful. And why would I put a limitation on God that he didn't ask for yeah. and he doesn't live under? And so, yeah, I'm not saying go out and have 50 children and go put all your money in Bitcoin right now. What I'm saying is I want you to feel free. You didn't just say that? I thought you just said that. <laughs> I just want people to feel free to design their life underneath God's counsel and wisdom mm-hmm. yeah. um, without just this fear of, mm-hmm. oh, well, what would happen? You've got to yeah. take the emotions out of it. 
you know, there's there's certain certain things that are just emotional decisions. Yeah. yeah. And you got to have a, 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 a belief system built built upon the Word of God and built upon yeah. a relationship that you just know that you're going to do the things that you know are the right things for your yeah. family to do. It's right. a parable of the talents. Mm-hmm. What happened to the guy who only who buried the talent? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He lost he, it. He did not end up very well. No. <laughs> that was so, that was the worst. That was not, probably the worst good. outcome that guy yeah. could have faced. Good. So so stop burying them. <laughs> It's true. Uh, we, we, Stephanie and I took us forever to have our first uh, child and then took us forever to have the second. I think mm-hmm. I mentioned that to you when we had dinner that one time. Mm-hmm. It is a yeah. journey that I know that y'all are on. And it, it is. it takes a little bit of the, it can take a little bit of the intimacy out of that process because it's a, it's a, it, there's a rhythm to it that you have mm-hmm. to follow. And there's, I just remember it felt, it felt like going to the office, going to the bedroom is like going to the office sometimes. Yeah. Let me say that a different way. <laughs> hmm. So a lot of times you have a, you have a great office. Yeah. Okay. It was a great office. You love work. Yeah. It was, okay, work it was, is worship. It's still one of the most enjoyable things on the planet. But, uh, whenever you're like getting a phone call and it's like, uh, I need you here over lunch break Yeah, because, uh, yes. Anyway, has that happened? Uh, huh? <laughs> yeah. Speaking from experience. But then, but then, then that, all that work in that month mm-hmm. in the office, then there's that moment where, uh, you know, the cycle starts yep. yeah. and you're just like, oh, I hate this moment yeah. because there was always that, that happened for four years for us. Like the first Man. four years and we were, we were on the, on the verge of like IVF talks. Mm-hmm. We were, we were about to talk to the doctor about that. Yeah. So th- th- every, every story is different. And yeah. then, and, and then we thought, you know, if our second one it was going to be easier, it took another mm-hmm. three years. And then the third one, yeah, that's a, that's <laughs> a, that's another story that I don't want to put on the internet because Luke might watch this one day. <laughs> um, well, I feel like he's going to print this and make an NFT of how well, red your face got. It is. Whenever you mentioned that. So y'all are, y'all have whole, whole episodes on your uh, YouTube channel about, you know, sex, sex. We yeah. do. And you're. <laughs> And you're taking pictures in the bed, you know, for the YouTube thumbnail. And it's great. I mean, that's great. But, yeah. So, I want to talk about the uh, – we're, we're, we're wrapping up here. Uh, so, most most of the, our audience is getting to know you, uh, and I'm glad. And they're going to get to know you this weekend at the EXO conference. So thankful that you are part of it. Thank you oh, for being uh, part be of the EXO family and, and being uh, on the team, especially this weekend. Uh, podcast, where, where can people find uh, Chad and Tori on podcast? I know you have a dude podcast mm-hmm. and um, you'll have a marriage podcast. So talk about that. Yeah. yeah. So we have a daily devotional podcast called The Morning with the Masters. The Mornings with the Masters. Mm-hmm. And um, we're also launching a new podcast. The first episode is with EXO's own talent. Wow. It is. So with it's David a new Ashley. podcast called That's Hot. And it's all about having honest, open, transparent conversations. Yeah. yeah. And a lot of it, where it stems from for that one, it'll be the first episode, Lord willing, will be released Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. And we have such a heart for like our audience and our audience, you know, ex- expanded. And we know that there's conversations that they wish they could be a part of and ones that they want to hear and questions that they, they yeah. want to be asking. And so that podcast is just going to be Tori and I interviewing or asking questions to experts, uh, speakers, authors. Love it. It's great. And yeah. just having honest conversations about some tough topics that yeah. we feel like people should probably talk nice about. Nice work. That's awesome. And yeah. that's why we love Dave and Ashley so much because it actually, that entire podcast in terms of like the title and everything was sparked from a conversation mm-hmm. with Dave and Ashley. Okay. Yeah. And so we just had such a blast with them and we were like, man, we want to do this for our audience. Like yeah. we want to have these types of conversations that we were having sidebar yeah. at XL. We want to have these in front of people so that they can, you know, benefit from these kind yeah. of conversations. Yeah, so. Absolutely. And then we have a YouTube yeah. channel and our Instagrams is Tory Masters, Chad Masters, Tory and Chad Masters on YouTube. Yeah. Um, yeah. So all over the internet. Yeah. It's great. <laughs> There's nothing like Dave and Ashley. Y'all are going to be on the Naked Marriage podcast soon. Yeah. We're excited. They're, they're a blast. So they are. do we wear clothes to that? Cause I wasn't sure how that oh. works. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. My yeah, it's it's. Well, I just watched Happy Gilmore with my kids, and it's like the ninth green at nine o'clock joke. Yeah, yeah. yeah show up naked. That'd be great. Yeah. <laughs> I show up like, oh, it's a different type of podcast. Yeah, <laughs> my bad, guys. We'll give you a we'll give you a fig leaf to, yeah. to put on. That's yeah. what, it's like, very there Adam and Eveish. Okay, 
Thanks, guys, for being on the Exopod show. Thanks for yeah, having enjoyed us. Enjoyed seeing you. Yeah, Absolutely. thanks for having us. We're so excited to be here and just meet everyone. And mm-hmm. and I don't know who's listening. I don't know how actively involved you are with Exo, whether you're attending conferences or signing up and doing the fitness and everything. But yeah. I encourage you to get as involved as you can because being here in person mm-hmm. is so powerful. And there's nothing like investing in, in your marriage. Mm, yeah. That's good.